Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 212. Comes after 211. Yep. yep, 212. We are just one zero away from being at the magic number. <laughs> 2120. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. A lot of great stuff, including an interview. Going to do an interview with Michael of the band Circus Rhapsody. Looking forward to that here later on in the show. I'm playing a new track plus a couple older tracks. Be on the lookout for their album. It is coming out June 4th called Just Kidding. We'll talk more about that later on in the show. Let's talk about all the stuff that has come out recently and will be coming out soon. We'll start on May 10th. Die Hipster Records put out a compilation called Kids in the Hall Volume 1. Counter Person Walter put out... Two tracks, uh, Depressed American and Sparrows. On the 11th, Split from Burning Flag and Infected Reality. It's the Split 2021. It's an EP, two tracks from each band. I was listening to that earlier today. It's good stuff. The band Clowns put out Does It Matter, which is a single. Uh, a handful of releases came out on the 13th and 14th from Crapoulet Records out of <laughs> France. Uh, first is Pedigree with self-titled album Pedigree full-length. Def Chonky with Harsh, and that's H-A-R-S-C-H, also an LP. Joy Blasters with C-Sun and Pizza Tape is the name. And then 100 Eyes with Farewell EP. Uh, to be honest, out of the four, I listened to a little bit of all of them. I really liked Joy Blasters and... 100 Eyes definitely sounds like some stuff that we've been playing on the show recently. So if you hadn't heard of any of those bands, go up to Bandcamp to Crap Poulet Records and yeah. go check them out. Also on the 14th, Belvedere put out a new album called Hindsight is Sixth Sense. New Voodoo Glow Skulls came out called Living the Apocalypse. That was also on the 14th. 14th, very busy day. Uh, I will let you know when we're not on the 14th, so I'll go through this quicker. Lemon Law put out Chill Your Gills. Melodia put out Sacred Fires EP. Reaxi put out Isak Ari Kapunyan Kita, which is an EP. Grinning Death's Head put out Cataclysm, which is also an EP. Goodbye World put out At Death's Door. Hello Rebellion put out their new single, which we played, I think we played that last week, wasn't it? Last week or the week yeah. before? Jürgen Kock, such a cool song, talking about my favorite band coming out of Norway. Right. <laughs> Lost, so many bands in Norway. <laughs> yes. Lost in Society with Say Anything single. Punk on Toast put out a new single called The Nation Wants to Know. Straight Edge band Risal or X Risal. X, Straight Edge Band, you got that right. As yeah. the Foundations <laughs> Burn is the name of their release. A split from CU Space Cowboy and If I Die First called A Sure Disaster. Two Minute Minor put out live at Red Obsidian Studio. And they also have a new record coming out early June. So be on the lookout for that. We also played a track from that. That was the last week of the week before. 
Veil 2 put out Negative Space EP on Youth Attack, also on Youth Attack. Mangled State put out Pain Incarnate. Gummyo put out Gummyo, which is the final EP from the band. Sounds like the band has some new projects and expect to hear a track from that coming up here on one of the next few episodes. The Mistons, it's like the Pistons, but it's the Mistons, mm-hmm. uh, put out World of Convenience, and that is on the 21st. Susie Moon is putting out Call the Shots EP uh, on the 21st. Misgivings put out Dream Neighbor on, or will be, on the 25th. Blisterhead will be putting out The Stormy Sea on the 27th. Drunken Rampage with Cause Punk Ain't Pretty. That is the vinyl release coming out on May 27th because it actually came out a couple years back. We'll talk more about that later in this episode. But vinyl release on Truck Stop Toilet Records on the 27th. On the 28th, Neighborhood Brats is putting out Confines of Life. Chelsea will be putting out Meanwhile Gardens on the 28th. We played a track off of that already. Indeed we did, and so wonderful. Wasn't it? It's great. Get out there and check it out. Uh, I have the whole thing already, so I am telling you, if you liked what you heard on our show, you're going to like the rest, so get out and check it out. When it comes out 28th, Count Time is putting out No Apologies, No Regrets. That'll be released on Demons Run Amok. Lake Town Records and Liberty or Death Records will be putting out American Oi Skinhead Compilations, or Skinhead Anthems, which is a compilation, sorry. That'll be on the 28th, vinyl release there. Needles and Pins put out, will be putting out Needles and Pins, or Needles slash Pins, on the 28th. Departed will be putting out Darkness Reigns, and here before too long, I don't know if it's somewhere within that range or early June, don't see the release date just yet, but Manic Hispanic will be putting out Back in Brown. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Right? Those guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. If you like them, you should also check out that new one that came out, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Living the Apocalypse. Eric and I were just talking about, yeah. I think I'd mentioned, I hadn't listened to the new Mighty Mighty Boss Stones yet, and I have like six times or seven times all the way through, probably since last <laughs> week. And I was going to play a new track, couldn't decide a new track, so I'm going to put it as my great cover-to-cover album Next week, spoiler alert, (laughs) (laughs) and Eric was talking about he hadn't heard the new Dropkick Murphys yet, and that's one that's on his list of things to get to. Well, that Voodoo Glow Skulls, Live in the Apocalypse, is now on my list of things to get to, and it just came out last week on the 14th. I bet it's great. Eric, anything not on that list that you want to add? Well, there is one. It's uh, one that came out um, (laughs) all the way back on May 7th called filth is eternal well that is the band name that's what they're called they have a new single out called zed z-e-d and it's a it goes on to the classic uh sound of d beat and uh with a little bit of a grindcore metallic edge on there cool so pretty heavy punk rock um also there is no set release date yet and this is a um yeah it's yet to be determined when and only a few people know about this but Mandalore is in the process of a new four-song EP. Awesome. And I have, I actually have the demos. Conrad, their singer, he sent them to me, and he wants me to listen to them. I'm like, okay, I will listen. I've only heard one song, and I'm not going to give any spoilers. There are two cover songs on there and two originals. 
So, and I heard one of the cover songs. It's one of the last things you'd expect a band of Mandalore's caliber. You know, just hard-hitting Star Wars straight-edge, fucking almost metallic hardcore, you know? <laughs> and they cover... Uh, it's the, it's. I didn't expect them to do any covers in general. And I certainly didn't expect them to do these ones, but kind of doesn't hit me as a surprise. Anyway. Looking ex- forward to that. I am looking forward to that as fuck. And, and yeah, the uh, single that I really want to talk about, so much so that it's first on my list here. Before you get there, just on the <laughs> note of Mandalore, uh, we're, we're not talking quite about live shows or touring like we did, but I think we might get around incorporating that again. But Saturday, yeah. June 5th, here in Salt Lake City, Mandalore will be playing a show I know. with Violent Unrest and Raid at Resolute Tattoo. So go check that out if you're anywhere near Salt Lake. I know where we will be on June 5th. Oh, yeah. Funny thing is, I almost played that show. I mean, uh, Kevin, the guy who uh, has put together the show, he was like, June 5th? I'm like, I want to fucking play it. I want to play with Mandalore and Violent Unrest again. But our drummer had a wedding to go to. (laughs) And I'm just going... Fuck me. Okay. Fine. Do your goddamn wedding. <laughs> Be there for your friend, whoever the flying fuck he is. Awesome. <laughs> Who the hell gets married? So dumb. <laughs> anyway. But there is a funny uh there is a funnier side to that coin. Um yeah, we are still scheduled to play at Urban Lounge on the eleventh with social stigma and villain. And then Tyler our bassist messaged me a couple days ago and said, wait, it's on the 11th. Yes, it's on the 11th. Why? He also has a wedding that day. <laughs> Must be wedding season. Uh, it is. It's fucking June. <laughs> <laughs> it will be June. All the, all of them are in June. So he was, uh, and it's not something he could back out of. It's one of his best friends and he's a groomsman. So he had to get a suit, a three-piece suit, fucking decked out in purple, pretty much. And I'm like, oh, shit, you're going to look like a mobster, pretty much. He said, yeah, it's going to be early in the day. I'll be able to make it to the show that night, but I'll probably have to do the show in that suit. Awesome. (laughs) So if you've seen Tyler, if you know what he looks like, he is decked out, spiky jacket. He's got, you know... His hair done up and sticking out on each side. He's got wears nothing but fucking cut off t shirts and those strip and those pants that are sewn together and just fucking the combat boots. And to see him in a three piece suit looking like a nineteen twenties mobster is gonna be fucking hilarious. <laughs> also, a side note, he was we were like, it was he was talking about how he had the bowler cap and he's just gonna be looking like a straight fucking mafioso type. He just needs a cigar to complete it. I go, I have a cigar. It's a straight fucking Cuban. He's like, I will buy it from you. <laughs> and yeah, set up a picture. He laid down a price. I sold a cigar to him for $20. Wow, look at you. <laughs> yep, so he could complete the fucking picture. And the funny thing is, Villain, they if you look at their imagery on their album covers, they uphold this uh, imagery of... 1920s gangsters back in the day. So I'm thinking, if you show up in that suit, villain might invite you up onto the stage to be the mascot. Right. <laughs> It'd be so funny. 
But yeah, all the more reason to come out and see us on the 11th. I mean, we're going to be looking like our normal selves, and Tyler's going to be our token suit man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great thing uh, here in Salt Lake anyway. Shows that, you know, shows have happened, other genres of music and so forth, I think that, that it has happened, you know, recently, but... Uh, shows that we would go to. We just named two of them, and there's one more I think we mentioned last week. But uh, Friday, yeah. June 25th here, it's going to be a house show with Violent Unrest, The Usurpers, and Dysentery. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to ask a punk if you want to go to that one. Go, but go look up Violent Unrest, and I'm sure you can figure it out once you get here if you're in Salt Lake. So those are a few shows here in Salt Lake. I hope everybody else, everywhere else, has those same opportunities already. We're going to talk about that in the interview coming up, that in Germany, not maybe not quite there yet, and I've heard like uh, there's an area in Canada even that just locked down again, and like nobody in or out of that area. Businesses are closed. It's crazy. Ah, Jesus. So not everywhere in the world is... On the same places yet, but we're getting there. And realistically, you know, a lot of maybe local shows. I know California has had a ton. California's huge, so that's not really saying Mm -hmm. anywhere specific. But go look up your favorite bands in California. A lot of them are probably posting shows, house shows, secret shows, shows in areas where they can do shows because there's not every area that they can do shows. But point is, the shows are coming back. Tours are going to start happening yeah, we're ready. We're on the lookout. Let's talk about some new music for this show. You're up first. All right, I'm up first, and I do have a bookend for uh, shows, but I'll get to that when I get to that. But yeah, let's stop uh, piddling about the bush and let's start talking about music. And we're talking about one of my most favorite punk rock bands. I have uh, I have splurged over and celebrated them, and just uh, and just. Uh, Spilled my soul out to them (laughs) (laughs) a few times. It's the Descendants. Yeah, Descendants all the way back at the beginning of hardcore punk music. Started in late 1970s, 1978, 79. They released their first EP, the Fat EP, followed by the Milo Goes to College debut, which I will get to in my time. That was an album that changed my life. And the Descendants, there were such a lovely band and... Adopting the whole suburban nerd culture into hardcore, which was an otherwise very just uh, aggressive and just uh, fuck the world, fuck this, fuck that sort of thing. Just burn it all down, you know. <laughs> but the descendants were like, well, you know, we got our own problems. You know, it just appealed to all the nerds out there that didn't know how to talk to girls that were like... Uh, that were just interested in getting their grades up and just not trying to get into trouble. They were just doing the music thing because it was fun and it spoke to them. And that was the descendants. That was the culture. They spoke to the nerd culture. Because nerds, they're punks too. Right. <laughs> they just wear glasses. <laughs> so that was the thing. I mean, the you look at the Milo logo. It's just, the, it's just that little uh, stencil cut of just... Little straight hair, big fucking thick specked glasses, and just a very just a very cohesive flat line of a mouth, just like hmm. <laughs> and he's wearing a button up shirt. <laughs> I mean, that's really what the Descendants were. It's 
even in their album artwork represented was just cut and dry. No frills, just straightforward. <laughs> and I'm bring and I'm laying in a lot on their past because they have a they are in the process of releasing a compilation of music that they uh that they wrote and demo recorded back in the days of uh you know the days of old when they were like 13 14 years old and just learning how to play just trying to get some songs down and back in the day the songs rarely would go over 1 minute so that's what we're going to get we're going to get a cohesive set list of songs that were never released on EP or singles or anything they just lived in the garage they lived in the rehearsing room and they never made it out so now they're getting them out, and they are teasing it with uh, one single that is coming out called Baby Don't You Know. Oh my god, Baby Don't You Know. It's a, it's one of the shortest songs I heard come out of their come out of their repertoire. And what's the time on there? Like a 56. 56 seconds. Yeah, doesn't even reach a minute. <laughs> so yeah, I don't feel bad if I haven't talked as long as I did because, you know, it's not even 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this is descendants this is as far back and as cut and dry as it really was if you know descendants from everything sucks or cool to be you or if you know descendants from all or enjoy then you're gonna hear something sporadically different so here it is baby don't you know previously unreleased play the you know the last few seconds are there was nothing so the song's really a little bit less yeah pretty much i mean that's just pillow time (laughs) (laughs) you know that's uh and that's the descendants that's what you're going to be getting from this uh from this compilation it's called ninth and walnut slated to be released uh mid-july the 23rd so i know it's not a lot to uh digest right now but even the, even with uh, so many repeats of that song, it can only get, can only stick around so much. But just to just hold on to it, true defend true Descendants fans are going to uh, they're already excited that it's going to come out, and they're going to hold on to that excitement until it actually drops. So hopefully, there's some more singles that are being teased to hold us over. But in the meantime, we'll just have to keep fantasizing. So. Descendants, they're still going strong to this day. Pretty gnarly. Awesome. Well, we got a whole bunch of music to get to and an interview. I'm going to get right into a couple new tracks before we get on a couple old tracks. The band is Plizken, P-L-I-Z-Z-K-E-N. Great band. Uh, Sebi from Stomper98 and also Uber Gang. 
you know, his kind of, you know, German speaking uh, oi band and, you know, street punk oi and then Ubergang, which is like metal, but still German speaking. Well, he has another band and he's also singing for this band. He sings for those other two bands and it's Plizkin and they're singing in English this time. And they have a new, well, they have their first album coming out. And the album is coming out July 2nd. It's called And Their Paradise is Full of Snakes. Ah. They're from Germany, if I didn't mention. Uh, new single. So the single was released on April 29th. There is a video that just came out. I think it was last week. I was watching the video earlier today. It's a great video. Speaking of videos, uh, Sergeant Skag, I shared that to our Facebook page. Their Cultination, they just released a new video for it. It has a bunch of puppets. You should check it out. <laughs> Who doesn't like puppets? I like puppets. I grew up on Sesame Street. I like puppets. <laughs> well, as long as you didn't grow up on those uh, really creepy marionettes. Nope, not those. <laughs> Thanks, Eastern Europe. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a digital version of uh, Dear All Happy People, that is the single... Pirates Press has released a flexi already for it. And if you're in Germany, just hit up the band. You can get it there. If you're here in the U.S., hit up Pirates Press. You can probably get it. I just got an order from Pirates Press last week, and they threw it in. So I've got my copy holding up right now. Pretty awesome. We're going to listen to the digital version as opposed to the flexi. But nonetheless, here it goes. It's Dear All Happy People. The band is Pliskin. Hope you enjoy. I think it's pretty awesome.
I really like Stomper 98 and Uber Gang, but man, after that one track right there, I might like this one a little better than those. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it's such a conundrum when trying to be uh, aggressive yet positive in there. The music makes it sound happy, and so does the catchiness of that chorus. But you listen to the lyrics, and it's and it's just a fucking series of displacement and dissatisfaction, and it's almost like they're celebrating it <laughs> in a weird way. Yes, that's kind of I think where the band is going. Go look them up on their Instagram and Facebook, and I'll give you where to find those if you can't figure it out at the end of the show as we usually do. But uh, that I think is kind of what the band is about, and. I really like it. I think it's it's fantastic. I love the sound, and I'm really looking forward to that July 2nd release of yeah. And Their Paradise is Full of Snakes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. And if you're looking for this signal, it's very, very hard to miss. It's a, picture, it's a photograph of a crowd with a chair going over their heads. Yes. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> Looks like one of those old school hardcore album covers you see on like a right? on a floor punch EP or the Gorilla Biscuits one. Yep. But yeah, but it's literally just uh just a bunch of punks that it looks like a chair is being hobbled at them. Or <laughs> they probably hobbled the chair at I don't know, towards us. <laughs> it's just really weird. But that's the beauty of album artwork. That's what grabs your attention. Absolutely. It's great stuff. Go get yourself a Flexi. I don't know if they're going to release any other singles before them, but you can also check out the video over on YouTube. So go follow the band on their social medias, and you'll be able to figure out exactly how to get those. I'll probably be sharing the video here before long. I shared the video today, again, for Sergeant Skaggs. So maybe tomorrow or the next day, I'll get that Plizkin one shared out. In case you haven't checked it out yet. Next up, let's play one more new one. The band is called La Armada. They are a Caribbean punk band that is based in Chicago. They have a new release coming out, Anti-Colonial Volume 2, because they actually do have Anti-Colonial, the first. And uh, this particular release is going to be released on Lockjaw and Thousand Islands Records. So go check those out. Lockjaw, I believe, being UK. Thousand Islands, I believe, is here in the U.S. I forget. But either way, go check out those two labels. Their Anti-Colonial Volume 2 will be coming out. I don't know the release date offhand for it, but the release date for the single that we're going to listen to was May 4th of 2021. The album's coming soon, so we're going to check out the single from it. And I like this band. I like the, the their hardcore sound. Uh, I, I read one description that said like Caribbean rhythm mixed with metal. I don't know that this <laughs> song specifically they had, like I say, they had other releases too and I haven't gone in depth, but I came across this one, listened to two other tracks. I'm not sure if that description is maybe more descriptive of, you know, their music as a total or a whole, but this particular track is called death on replay. And I think with an album title like anti-colonial, and Anti-Colonial Volume 2, you get an idea of where we're going. This is La Armada, Death on Replay. Lost illness, consciousness fade! I never thought to be a day! We're clapping all the roads that begin to spread! Resemble death on replay! 
Death on Replay, the band is La Armada. <laughs> Definitely got that old uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s metalcore vibe. Yeah. That kind of a uh, converge worship a little bit. Nice. <laughs> Not quite so uh, uh, technically savvy, but still aggressive nonetheless. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, really cool. I like that track. I listened to a couple others, like I said. Worth going and checking out. And definitely looking to hear more of what's to come on Anti-Colonial Volume 2. So check it out when it comes out. As soon as I know the release date, I'm sure it's already out there. I just didn't have it handy. We will let you know. I uh, hope you enjoyed the new stuff. Let's get into some older stuff. Eric, what do you have? I have a band that has a very, very silly name. And they're known as the Potato Pirates. <laughs> yes, very silly name. <laughs> yeah, the Potato Pirates. But you kind of uh, you kind of expect that when you're getting a uh, ska punk hybrid band, right? Yeah. Now, Potato Pirates, they're not a they are not a ska punk band. They're not the first thing you think of when you think ska punk. They're not Sublime. They're not Real Big Fish. They're not even Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They are closer in the same range as like. Uh, Op Ivy, the Suicide Machines, and uh, the early Flatliners, <clears throat> stuff like that. So it's still got a very aggressive street punk feel to it. They even look street punk with their uh, cutoff shirts and their and their leather clad fucking jackets and the combat boots and hair that sticks up in uh, just a straight line going from the forehead all the way down to the back of the neck. You know what I'm talking about. That's what they look like. And yeah, uh, quite a few of their songs actually uh, are adept to that street punk sound. And But sometimes, you know, they throw it in, they throw in a few uh, ska songs. Again, like I said, like the Flatliners and even Rancid, where they just kind of blurred the line a little bit. Where it's like, we love this... Uh, this uh, streetwise kind of a uh, rugged punk rock stuff, but we like to throw in a little fun ska bits in there. So it's like you don't know what you're going to get as the record plays on. And the record that's playing on is from, uh, what is it? The Tried and True Black and Blue. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it gives you a bit of a weird feeling because the first two songs, they're pretty much adjacently uh, similar yet different. Uh, first one, which is my pick, Workhorse. That was my introduction into the Potato Pirates. So I was like, oh, this is some heavy street punk. This is, uh, it's even got a bit of a breakdown in there. I'm liking this. So I went back and I dug, and I dug up some more Potato Pirates songs. And I dug some up from the first album. I can't remember which song I chose, but then it was like, all those, you know, upbeat skanking rhythms, you know, you expect from us, you know, you expect from your prototypical ska band. I was like, what the fuck? These guys <laughs> just put me through the ringer. <laughs> and, but yeah, Potato Pirates, that album, you know, tried and true, black and blue. The second song that's on there is I Hate the Radio. And that is just aggressive ska. And it's one of their leading singles. It's a, it's a fan favorite. Um. Yeah, pretty much the first song that's recommended when uh, Potato Pirates is introduced to somebody. But not me. I was a song early. <laughs> and and yeah, Workhorse is a fucking great song. It's got some it's got some great rock kind of these types of vocals coming from uh, Vinnie Capaldo, who's also playing the guitar. But there's also some column repeats on there, including from uh, 
uh, from their bassist and guitarist, like uh, Matt Emmerich. He does some, he do, they do the fucking chant-alongs going on. You gotta, work horse! And then says a line, and it's bookended by another, work horse! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's a fun, they're a fucking fun band. And they are worth listening to. So, what do you say? Let's just listen to some fucking workhorse. <laughs> I know it's not exactly an accurate representation of the sound I was describing, the blurred line between ska and street punk, <laughs> you know, but... Go check the, out the rest of their tracks. Yeah, check out the rest of their tracks. This is just me being a fanboy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but still a good song, nonetheless. I mean, if you don't like it, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> right? You know, and yeah, like uh, the type of ska punk on there, I'm not like a huge <clears throat> aficionado of ska punks, and... And yeah, it's not something I uh, flock to a little bit, but when I do, it's stuff like this, you know. It doesn't. I don't need the, I don't need the horns. I don't need the weird little uh, organ music. I don't need the upbeat skanking stuff as well, you know. I that gets old for me pretty damn quick. There's only a select few bands that I can handle with that. Boss Tones is one of them. Streetlight Manifesto is another, but that's really it that comes off the top of my head. <laughs> You know, everything else, I think Sky, I think Leftover Crack, I think Choking Victim, and I think the, and I think Old School Flatliners, not, 
whatever the fuck they became now. Just, uh, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but yeah, you get you get the idea. Potato Pirates, if you're into that style of aggressive ska, then yeah, you'll love them. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we're going to do one more, and then we're going to jump into your album, getting closer to that interview that we're doing with uh, Michael of Circus Rhapsody. So we'll get there. First, we're going to play the band Drunken Rampage. I was talking about them early on in the show when we were talking about new music, and that's because this album, which is called Cause Punk Rock Ain't Pretty, it was released originally July 14th of 2018. That's why it kind of falls in that maybe older or lesser known. And lesser known depending on where you're at. If you're in New York City, the band is made up of members of Suicidal Supermarket Trolleys, which is a long but Fantastic name. <laughs> <laughs> the Truants, The Craze, Distraught, and more. And we've played several bands that comprise of members of The Craze. Have we played The Craze yet? I think we've we've played band, you know, several bands from The Craze, like Mad Mulligans and yeah. Schism. And, uh, but I don't know that we've actually played cr- The Craze. So we're going to have to actually play The Craze since we played so many other bands <laughs> with members from The Craze, which... Uh, and we're playing another one now, Drunken Rampage. So, Drunken Rampage, newer band, uh, again released in 2018, but it's going to be released on vinyl the end of this month, May 27th. So, go over to uh, Truck Stop Toilet Records to get it. Uh, it's not a great record label That's name. That's a fucking awesome name. <laughs> right? And I want to thank Bram for sending me the copy. Uh, been listening to it. I've got. Number 83 of 270, so get your pre-orders. It's coming in on black vinyl and uh, full, you know, 12-inch. What do we got here? Six and 12 tracks. 12 tracks, truckstoptoiletrecords.com. I know I'm reading off of this, but there's actually, if you go over to the SLC Punkcast uh, Instagram and Facebook, I took a picture of this when I got it. And it has like a full poster insert with lyrics that also mirror the album cover. And yeah. it's pretty awesome. I mean, feel how thick that is. And it's just one 12 inch. It's not a double. It's one 12 inch. There, there's a lot in there. Uh, pretty awesome. I know I'm talking a lot about the record. I love it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, go, go tell Bram you like it and you want to get yours ordered at truckstoptoiletrecords.com. <laughs> And let's play a track so you can, if you haven't heard the band, you'll have an idea of what we're talking about here. Again, the band Drunken Rampage. Here is the track Rockstar off of Cuz Punk Rock Ain't Pretty. Pray to me, you rockstar worshiping son of a bitch. Pray to me. I've got the microphone, now are you listening? Pray to me, I will be your savior, you can be my daughter Pray to me, your hero worship me, fuck off God's telling to me, it's not punk rock God's telling to me, you can fuck right off I've seen you and the kids for your any time you found out your way to all the bad members that side Can you put me on the guest list? Can I get a free t-shirt? Would you 
That track was Rockstar. I hope you enjoyed that. It's good stuff. Because punk rock ain't pretty. Go check that out. And if you want a vinyl copy, go over to Truck Stop Toilet Records. Get your pre-order because it's coming out on May 27th. <laughs> I love the I love the uh, consistency they're keeping between the label and the name. Yeah, because p- why Truck Stop Toilet Records? Because eh, punk ain't pretty. Right? <laughs> I like it too. Goes together well. Uh, great street punk there. Great street punk coming out of New York. And again, uh, another band that spawned off from the band The Craze. Uh, I can't remember if I know we've talked about it a bunch because we played so many other bands. I don't think we played any. So we're going to have to get around to playing some of The Craze. So many cool bands yeah. out of New York and so many bands have played in other bands in that area. But that goes without saying in pretty much <laughs> yeah. any other area as well. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get into your great cover-to-cover album, because we are getting ever closer to that interview. So what do you have for a great cover-to-cover album this time? Well, what I have is I have a release from... I'm going back again to the early days of hardcore, though I'm going a couple years down the road here. The, uh, the band is one who set the paradigm for crossover thrash. Even as early as their first album in 1983... Yeah, you can kind of tell they were onto something new. That band, of course, I am talking about is Venice Beach's own Suicidal Tendencies. Pledge your allegiance, S.T. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the everyone looks at uh, Suicidal Tendencies, the uh, whole Venice Beach gangbanger-style punk rock band, bringing in the fucking flannels and the uh, bent, flat-brimmed caps with the word suicidal on the brim sticking straight up they were appealing to a lot of the uh of the fucking uh, gangsters living in venice beach particularly the uh, cholos and also just bringing out a lot of uh <clears throat> just kind of uh, 
fading that line between all those scenes, and then eventually fading the line between the metal scene. And yeah, everyone looks at Lights, Camera, Revolution, they look at Join the New Army, or they look at The Art of Rebellion, and yeah, those are very prime cuts for, you know, crossover in general. And Lights, Camera, Revolution was definitely their calling card, much in the same way DRI's uh, crossover or thrash zone was. But, but yeah, like I'm saying, Suicidal had this idea from the start, and you can hear it in their first album, the self-titled one, which came out in 1983. And Crossover wasn't really getting an edge until, like, mid-80s, 86, 87, right around there, <clears throat> according to the history books. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the in 83, you listen to it, it's got that... It's got the rudimentary physics of a punk album. It is raw. It is very straightforward. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of uh, flashy guitar work or anything like that. But you hear the riffs in there, and they don't sound like punk riffs. Some of them get a little slow. Some of them get a little slammy, just a lot of downstroking on there. And people are looking at that, yeah, that's punk, but it's hardcore. But then there's a solo coming in here. There's something on here that makes it sound a little closer to your your average Exodus or your average Slayer. And yeah, there is a reason why Suicidal Tendencies has toured with Slayer multiple times. <laughs> and Exodus, first time I saw Slayer was with both of those bands, funnily enough. They just bridge that gap. And they've been doing it since the beginning. The uh, And that's why I wanted to... Uh, uh, to really uh, flash this album out in the open and just kind of uh, give give people a way of looking at it in that sense. The first one is, I love to call it by the original title, I Shot Reagan, also known as I Shot the Devil, but I don't know, someone was getting pushed back and they went with that title, but I still think I Shot Reagan, you know, that's what he's saying in the chorus, so that's what the song is called to me. I've always referred to it <laughs> as that. So yeah, I Shot Reagan, it's definitely more on their uh, on their punk rock edge, and definitely fast, definitely uh, definitely feeling like a blitzrig, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, I Shot Reagan, I Shot Sadat, in heaven he will rot. So... <laughs> Let's get to that let's get to that side of suicidal tendencies. See how we like. I shot Reagan! I shot Reagan! I shot the side! I'm gonna shoot you! Get it out of your mind! Shoot right in heaven! We're making point! Give it up! 
So yeah, upon first listen, yeah, that's obviously a punk rock song. But then that little uh, repetitive solo comes in <laughs> with the hammer-ons and everything. You go, okay, I wasn't expecting that. And then you listen to the riff while in the verse. It's not just power chords hanging on one note, then switching to another. It's like, no, this one's got a very hefty feel to it. It's got a little tail at the end. You don't really hear that too much in punk rock. And then, of course, that slamming opening thing and really the tone of the guitars. It didn't really sound too punk rock as we know it. It was very low end. It had that heaviness to it. And it just had this viscosity to it that you'd sooner equate as a metal tone. And this is 1983. This is when punks and metalheads were fucking banging heads at each other. Banging fists on their heads, no less. <laughs> they really didn't like each other back in the day. But people gave suicidal a pass. One, because they know people. <laughs> They're part of that lifestyle, so no one would think twice about uh, confronting one Mike Muir. He's a... Uh, he holds his own. <laughs> even, even to this day, he still holds his own in a in a different lifestyle. He still he still reps. He's still <clears throat> he's still a suicidal. He's still sporting all the fucking garb and all the gear, and he's uh and he's paying it forward to everybody. And he's still performing. He's as wild and as crazy as he has been for the last forty years. About <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Suicidal Tendency is a wonderful band through every strain that they have been in, with whether it was just uh, bringing in the funky slappy bass via Rob Trujillo, <laughs> or just keeping back to their, uh, to their hardcore roots, or just finding that nice in-between where you just want to bang your head and just do the little finger thing every time a solo comes on, <laughs> you know, to the air guitar thing. Uh so yeah, anyway, if uh, that was uh, if that was a little too complex to uh, really dissect and just uh, kind of f feel where the metal was going, maybe this one ought to perk up your senses. This one, I saw your mommy, and your mommy's dead. <laughs> this is my favorite, my favorite track of all of Suicidal Tendencies songs throughout all their albums. I love a lot of their fucking songs. A lot of them crack in the top five, and you know, and are. <laughs> ever interchangeable you know but this one has always stayed at the top because holy shit it's got such a dark sense of humor it's t it's kind of praising the fact that you know you're kind of uh, you look at it as the movie stand by me you want to see a dead body well i found a dead body and it happens to be your mom <laughs> oh god and, uh, yeah, I'm realizing this now. Was it Mother's Day just a couple weeks ago? About a week and a half, yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> Poor timing, I guess. Uh, would have been funny if it was right on Mother's Day. I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, this one, it's not your average punk or hardcore punk song. It's not fast. It's just very mid-tempo, just the slamming fucking beat while the guitar melodies are really carrying it. But you're not paying attention to the music. You're paying attention to the fucking lyrics because... Oh, God, he's actually saying that? <laughs> Tire tracks on her head? The rodents using her hair as a nest? <laughs> if you haven't heard the song, I'm not going to spoil it. You're going to hear it now. Listen to these lyrics. Absorb them. And 
Oh God, I don't know what else to say. Just listen. <laughs>
saw your mommy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Funny, a couple funny stories about that song. It was actually written by Mike Muir's mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would have been such a funny twist. But no, um, and stories pertaining to me. Uh, remember, I would be driving around with some of my other uh, metalhead friends, and we'd be listening to Suicidal, and every time I saw your mommy came on, I would sing it in a severely maniacal tone, like as if it were written by a serial killer. Just like, I saw your mommy at your mommy's dead. <laughs> the thing I like seeing the <laughs> best were the rodents using her hair as a nest. I was just getting into it. And all oh, my friends, they were just laughing their asses off. They were just getting hard, pretty much. <laughs> the other funny thing was when I was, uh, when I saw them live, uh, uh, God, like seven years ago, I think, they were playing at the depot. And and Mike always has people, you know, join him up on stage towards the end of the set. And, and yeah, he brought everybody up during Possessed to Skate. And then they went right into I Saw Your Mommy after that. And I'm sitting there. I got my, you know, my suicidal hockey shirt on. I got the cap and everything. And I am front and center on the stage. And... Everyone and everyone's dancing along and people are looking at me. There was a video that existed on Facebook of me singing the song. I was going word for word. I knew every single word. I do know every single word to this song. Like I said, it's my favorite. And but yeah, you just see me lip syncing. It's like I'm doing karaoke up there. And then yeah, and then when I got back down to the audience, all these uh all these old school uh plastered suicidal fans who were coming up saying, I saw you up there. You were singing every single word. You're awesome, man. <laughs> funny, funny stuff. And yeah, remember what I said earlier, how it's a conundrum to be so catchy and upbeat sounding by sounding so aggressive? Well, you heard it here. He's right? literally talking about seeing a corpse and speaking an accurate description of what of what he is looking at. I mean, this is basically death metal before death metal was a thing. <laughs> so once again, suicidal was bridging the gap before genres were even thought of. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, suicidal tendencies, pledge your allegiance, send me your money. <laughs> yes. And let me know if you see my mother. I would, uh, I'd, I'd like to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've, uh, reached that time of the show. We're going to play a track. We're going to hear an interview. Great interview. Uh, the band is Circus Rhapsody. It's the first time that we get to play the band on the show. They've been around since 2009, so 12 years as a band. We'll talk more about that in the interview, but congratulations to them. They're a band that plays a lot of shows each year when shows were going on, hoping to get that kicked up again starting in August. Again, we'll talk more about that in the interview. Uh, joined with me on the interview. Eric was unable to uh, do the interview a couple days ago when we did the interview. We had band practice. So you'll hear me and Michael, a.k.a. Mihi. I probably mispronounced <laughs> that. That's why I called him Michael. I told him I would do that, but I figured I would try to give it a go, and I probably fucked it up. I apologize. <laughs> uh, great interview nonetheless. band is from Berlin, Germany. They do have a new album coming out. It's coming out June 4th. It's called Just Kidding, 13 tracks. Not, you know, not that it was small, but 
you know, like uh, back in 2015, they put out a 21-track album that had a bonus track of even 22 total tracks. Really? And so not that this one is small, but, you know, 13 tracks is pretty awesome. Uh, just some great folk punk, you know, if you have to pick a genre, but they just have a variety of styles. You have to listen to more of their music. Go back and listen. Uh, we're going to hear the interview right after this track. So off of Just Kidding, we're going to hear the track Revolution. It's a new track. They released as a single on May 14th. After the interview, we're going to play a couple tracks that came from their album back in 2015 called Telling Horror Stories. And we'll definitely have to play a track or two around Halloween this year because uh, there are several tracks that are fitting for when that time comes. If you want to get the album on hard copy and so forth, here in the next few months, uh, well, first, if you're going to get it, you'll get it over from Cortex or the band, as it were, in Germany. But here in a few months, hopefully here in the U.S. anyway, Mannequin Vanity Records out of San Diego will have copies, we hope. But when the band hopefully gets to come out here in 2022, that we'll be on the lookout from then on for the hard copies here. But digital, digital will be available on June 4th. On June 2nd, two days before the digital release of the album, they are supposed to be releasing a video for this track, Revolution.
Joining me now, Michael of Circus Rhapsody. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you joining all the way from Berlin in Germany. And I tell you, it was a long way from Germany to the US. Man, the traffic traffic was horrible. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me, Dustin. Absolutely. Let's let's talk a little bit about your band. So this will be the first time we play your band on our show. Uh, how long has Circus Rhapsody been a band? Yeah, something. Uh, 2009. It's 12 years now. Congratulations. 12 oh, yeah. years is pretty awesome. Thank you. Uh, I, we were talking before the interview a little bit that your band does a lot of shows per year. So since 2009, several shows. Obviously, you probably play a lot of shows in Berlin, since that's where you're based out of, but probably all throughout Germany. Where else do you play shows? Play... Um I mean, a bit of, uh, around uh, Europe. I mean, uh, Germany is not that big and um, the <laughs> next country is not that far. So uh, we usually play and, uh, from Berlin. Poland is an hour with a car. So a bit of Poland. We do all the countries around, like we do Austria, Switzerland, uh, like uh, France, uh, Denmark, Netherlands, and also the UK every once in a while, once a year normally for a little tour. And... We, we started with, I don't know, 20 to 30 concerts a year and went up to, to 50, 60 a year over the last years before COVID, obviously. And yeah, uh, we celebrated in 2019 our 400th concert, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit. That is great. So 400, that, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 12 years as a band, 400 shows uh, all throughout Europe. While we're on the subject, because I do want to talk about, you know, you describe your style of music and all that. But before we get there, since we're on the topic of touring and playing shows, any particular favorite show or festival that you do or location that you like to play? Ooh, yeah, right. I mean, at some point in the band, when, when, when we all sat as a band, I mean, Mahatsu, Eric, and me, we formed the band. Emmerich is a drummer, Mahatsu is the guitar player, and I'm, I do the bass. And uh, we are like uh, the, the, the heart uh, part of, of, the, of, the, of the group. And at some point when we said, okay, I guess we're now a good band. We, are, we do a good live show. We're proud of our album and stuff. And then we started to sing, okay, what is what we really want to do? What bands do we want to really want to play with? Uh, what festival we really want to be on? So we... We looked that we fulfill dreams for ourselves every once in a while. And so we played one of the greatest clubs you can play in Munich, so in the south. Played there two years ago in the backstage hall um, together with Les and Jake. Wow. And that was, that was really crazy because I grew up with, with NovX a lot. And um, there's the German band, the Ärzte, who are also this kind like very bad jokes between good songs and uh, this is why i talk a lot on stage really really a lot and um when we played before less than jake i had 
um, the feeling that the audience was really into it because they just know it because Les and Jake talk all the time. And uh, it was like, okay, we have a thousand people in front of the stage and they all listen to the crap I tell, I tell them. <laughs> and uh, people came to me after the show and said, it was that real, what you, what you, what you, what you told? No, it was a joke. Ah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> I mean, and another thing is, uh, and, and another club is uh, when I came to Berlin, short before we uh, we started the band 2008 i mean when i came to berlin it was like i was really into punk rock and berlin is like uh, like i know the german capital of punk rock i don't know if you want to call it but um when i came here to kreuzberg is a which is a part of, of of berlin it was like there's the cortex which is the record store you went to when you want to have are into um, right. hardcore punk and stuff like that and i was like i went into into the into the store and I bought a CD when I was 20 <laughs> and I was like, okay, I go now and I will pay. And then he asked me something. I don't know if I want to have a bag or something. I was like, uh, no, no, thank you. Just the CD. Uh, bye. <gasps> I bought my first CD in the Cortex. It was like <laughs> super cool. And um, in the same street, you have um, the SO36, which I would call the uh, CBGBs of uh, of Berlin, maybe. maybe a big. And it's a bigger club, but um, yeah, it's like the history is just the same that you have all the punk bands were there and you know right over the street there's the franken bar which is the punk rock um, pub and uh, step by step we um, we made these uh, stores know us and there was like there was the big steps like we will do our um, album release party in the SO36 and it's like yeah we play it now and this is and after that we break up because we just get it and um, <laughs> we did our music video in the, in the Franken bar and um, the Cortex the, the record store do our distribution now in Germany when the album will come out and it's like okay check bucket list uh, fulfilled. <laughs> That is awesome. That's really cool. Talking about your your new release. So it's your first release in six years. It is. Um, what I say, Mahatsu Eric and me, we do this for a long time. Um, our last album was 2015. <laughs> horror stories, and um, yeah, since then we had some lineup changes because a friend of us um, plays accordion, and he played with us for a few years, for four years, I guess. Um, and then he quit. But during that time, we started to do this folk punk thing because we're not we're just a punk lineup, but a folk punk lineup. So we started to do new songs with the accordion. When he quit, it was like, okay, what do we do now? And then we had some friends tuning in for, for some concerts, but we never had a real new member into the group. And uh, so now since, I guess... Mm, a friend of us who played with us every once in a while since since uh, 2013 is now a part of the band since two years now. And there was a time when we say, okay, now we have a violin player who is really into it and do all the concert with us and, and write songs with us. And now is the time to do the record. And that's why we started uh, to record 2019. We wanted to bring the album out last year and postponed it because of COVID. You know, probably a good thing. Uh, I think that several bands over the last year, uh, a lot of bands released music because they didn't have anything going on. But at the same time, you released your music, and especially some that might have released early, like last April, last May, or June. You, you know, and then they still had nothing to do for months after that. Probably wrote more music. I, I, I can think of a handful of bands that we've played on the show that released a full-length album in June. Then mm. this band released another full-length album in October, and they just <laughs> released an EP this past uh, month. 
you know, so within a year's period, two LPs and an EP, they didn't have anything else going on. And, you know, I guess they were inspired. But the thing is, is they released that music and then didn't get to play it right away. And, and so many other bands that released last year didn't know how long lockdowns and no shows and all those type of things. And then they probably have written a lot more music since then. So, you know, you're getting to that point where you might put out a new album but you didn't even get a tour or play shows with your new music from the previous album. Yeah, this is why we uh, where we postponed the album last year. <laughs> yeah. And we said the, the, the plan was to release it in May, play festivals, and after that, we had a tour around Europe and, and UK. And we said, okay, without a tour, it's, it's, uh, it's just a bad idea. But yeah, now after a year, and when we, when we met Jake from Monica Vanity Records, uh, we said, okay, Maybe this is a good time. We have a great level now, now behind us. So let's try it out. Let's do it. Let's. Uh, we now have a good time to um, get a good promotion. And um, for this, the, over the last year, we hadn't the chance to do rehearsals, so there was no no chance to do new songs really. And this is why we started um, a little action. We called uh, "Sing My Song, My Dear Friends," where we cover friended bands of us. And they cover us back. So just uh, this is a thing we do often on tour when we meet friends in the city they live on or when, when they came here, that we cover each other on stage. And I always wanted to do a record out of it. And so we started to do this action. And this is what we do over the last year. And I think it was a good thing to just uh, give the fans something to listen to and um, to get the, the social media traffic going. Okay. You know, yeah. That, that uh, people people find you, people don't forget you. And that's why we are on a good point to release the album, just because there are many people who just get to know us because of the action and now get new music of us. And uh, so... I guess it was a good moment to release the album, especially when you think, okay, we will do festivals in August, we will do have a tour in October. And so the digital release is at a good point at the moment. Perfect. And the digital release is June 4th, so just a couple of weeks away. And the new right. album is Just Kidding. Yeah, and right. <laughs> on the show, we're playing Revolution, which just came out this past week on May 14th. Yeah, right. Excellent. Ago, yeah, right. Good stuff. Uh, I did listen to some of the tracks from Telling Horror Stories. Great stuff. I was really looking forward to having you on the show. Uh, great style of music. Why don't since we you know we've played a track already before the interview started? Why don't you describe your style of music a little bit? You know, you've already talked about the band members that started the band with you and have been consistent, and then you you know made some changes. That's just the nature of bands. But being a band where you have several other instruments, you know, there's three-piece bands, for example, Green Day, it's just three guys. But when you have a larger band and you're going for a more full sound than a guitar bass and a drum set, you're going for a more full sound as a band. So you have several more instruments, meaning several more bodies that you need in the band. Yeah, right. I mean, we started up 2009 as a three-piece. It was always like, I mean... My background is I started with the Misfits, I guess. When I was uh, when I was at my first band in school, uh, we were totally into into all, all decades of the Misfits, and we had a Misfits cover band. And I came to Berlin to to form the band, and I met Mahatsa here first, and he was totally like into North X, but also into the Stray Cats. He's a rockabilly fan, and the drummer Eric, his favorite band is In Flames, so he was really into metal. He had a metal core band before. And but we liked each other, and so we said, okay, we can do punk rock songs because I wrote most of the songs in that time. But let's 
mix it up with all everything we all like so we all have fun playing it and the uh, on the telling horror stories album you can you can hear it because during that time the accordion player joined the band and then it, you see the change from just uh, three-piece punk songs to folk punk to a bit more metal songs you hear <laughs> who of the band wrote the song i mean you have straight rockabilly songs between a ska song and and, and a straight punk song and so okay okay this was a drummer there was a guitar player and there was a bass player who wrote the song and um, yeah that was a fun mix-up i mean this the album had 21 songs so uh, <laughs> we had a lot a lot to do right and but but we liked it i mean it was fun doing it on the stage because when you play on a festival for example people don't know you but they hear okay is this not every song is the same so i have to stay because i want to know what they do next and this is why we stayed like that and on the just kidding album we uh bring it to the next level to say okay let's don't do two two songs with the same genre I right. would call it folk punk, I guess, but there are songs who are like really rockabilly style, really, I don't know, metal stuff, really more ska or punk. Yeah. And a song on the album, Ghost, is a musical number. It is a musical number. It is so heartwarming. <laughs> that is awesome. So 21 tracks on your previous album. How many tracks are you going to have on Just Kidding? 13 tracks. 13 tracks. Um, yeah. We wrote, oh, I mean, what I say, the last album was six years ago. We just had a tour seven inch 2018 with uh, some songs just to give something out during the concerts. And we wrote a lot and a lot of songs. And it was a hard decision to, we did a demo session where we recorded around 30 songs or something. And we said, okay, these 13 songs fit together to do an album which is diverse and don't get boring the only pity on it is um, there are three songs which are one story um, when you play it in, in a row so it's invader zim from the album then you have downtown is under fire which doesn't make it on the album and then you have revolution so you have part one and part three you can hear the songs alone but uh, the the middle part is missing and that's why uh, we recorded an ep we will release at one point. So the songs who are also good, but haven't fit on the album uh, will come out at one point. Excellent. That's just good marketing. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I love folk punk. You know, there's so many great styles of punk and folk punk is a really great style. Over on the, the other podcast I do, Punk Annoy Worldwide, I did, you know, I play a lot of folk punk there, but I did an episode exclusive to folk punk because it is just such a great genre. And yeah, with what you guys are doing, it's not the same thing song to song to song. And uh, what I was saying earlier about if you were all into like the same band, then you probably would sound like that band you know, or that one style of music. So it's probably far better to be like your band is where, hey, we like each other, we want to play music together, but we're all coming from different areas and then you get to create something that people aren't just going to be able to flip through a record at the record store, pull it out, put it on, like, hey, sounds just like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was a process. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> we we fight a lot in the, in the, in the room when we, when we write, but it's always fun. At the end of the day, we say, okay, it's now 12 years we haven't split up yet. I guess we won't in the in the future. That's awesome. Because we, yeah, it's 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 nice. It's really cool. I mean, when we found uh, Gogo Barello for us, 
we heard it a lot on tour and I was like oh yeah right I mean when you listen to Revolution you can clearly say okay it could be a Gogo Bodala song <laughs> at that point that's cool but also, good band you know a big <laughs> like, band yeah. that's like a, a, a conglomerate of people you know as far yeah, as that goes <laughs> that's cool i mean I, I like also i mean when i think about folk punk i don't know i, I think about Flog and molly joking murphy's and stuff yeah um or rimmick Kenzie's. especially the rimmick Kenzie's are like i mean i i love off the leash the album you hear there are, there aren't two songs uh sounding the same I mean, it's it's more punk than you know, Flog and Molly or stuff. But you have a country song, you have a, I don't know hard rock style song on songs on some songs. Uh, the bagpipe is not in the song, and I think this is cool. I mean, there are many folk punk bands who don't allow themselves to leave the instru the other instrument out because they would just could do a normal punk song, but they have to give the violin player something to do, and so they change it. And I think. Because we started as a punk band, we we still do it to just say, okay, we have a violin player who also do vocals. I mean, we all do vocals, but and she doesn't have a problem with, okay, I don't think this song need a violin, so I put it by the side and just do the backing vocals. And I think this is uh, this is big as a musician if you can say that. Right. You know? Ego. When you can take ego out of the music, yeah. you still have right. music, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that, and I think that's a, a good place for band members to be is not have their ego there. Just do everybody do their part to make the best thing that the band wants to put out. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's awesome. So how did you get hooked up with your new record label, uh, Mannequin Vanity? They're out of San Diego in California? Yeah, right. Awesome. How did you get hooked um, up with them? Um, I really don't want to say that it's not all bad on COVID. Okay. Because I get, I guess I will get punched for it. When I say <laughs> so. But over the last year, when we knew that we will postpone the album, I had the opportunity to talk to so many people. I mean, I had a couple of phone calls, obviously, because you can't meet other the time. And I talked to so many labels, and there are many labels which were too, too, too big for us. And, uh, and, I, and I told them all, I don't want you to release us. I mean, if you want to, okay, but you don't have to. I just want to have your opinion. I just want you to listen to the album because, I mean, the album was ready last year. And right. so I had the whole thing to give to people. And, and I had really inspiring and interesting talks. And I mean, I learned a lot about the business and stuff. Right. Uh, but most of the labels say it's not a good idea to mix up genres during an album. You want a straight thing, you can promote. And I said, yeah, but I don't want to make music for the music business, but do music for the music right. and for us and for the fans. And when I talked to Jake, was he was on, he was like many, many, many labels on the list. And um, to be honest, I haven't known that it's from San Diego. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I mean, I have a, I have a European um, label. And I sent him the album and he was totally like, I, I get it. This is so cool. This is really musicianship. I mean, you don't do it. You just do what you want. And this is so cool. Please let me release your album. And it was like, okay, I talked to, I don't know, a couple dozens of, of, of labels. And you are the only one who said that. You have me. You really have me. I mean, it was the nicest guy. We talked for hours over Zoom and we both get, I mean, he was in a hardcore band. He was in a punk band. He now do gypsy jazz, guitar in a gypsy jazz band. And so he, he's just like me. When I when I tell him, okay, I really like punk rock, but I do also I, I play banjo in a bluegrass band also uh, with my brother-in-law together, and I was like, yeah, it's 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 not about being one genre and sell stuff. It's about 
you really want to do music and you want to learn from every genre and pick what you like and we quick get to the um, to the point where we said okay let's work together i think most musicians most especially punk bands any any subgenre of punk you're you're doing it because you want to do it 95% or more are all working class people you have jobs you have other things you're doing this because you love it you want to creating a hobby for yourself of something that you want to do and maybe doing it with people that you want to do something with so unless you're planning on being a cookie cutter band that is just going to do what, you know, as you describe what record labels like, oh, this will market to the masses. And then that's what you want to do. But that's not what you're passionate about. Most people aren't passionate about doing whatever that one specific thing is. Realistically, with most bands, not everybody's going to like every single band, you know, and, and, you know, even between Eric and I, there's bands that he loves, and then I will hear some of those bands like, "Oh, I like that one song," and yeah, right, you know, and the rest I can take or leave, whatever. And and, and when you do it the way you want to do it, you're setting yourself up for that. Just like Jake described, he loves it, he gets it, and there's going to be fans of that, and you're doing what you love, and the. I think they can probably tell in your music and especially your live shows that you're doing something you love and they'll love it too. Just, you know, there's so many folk bands. You named Flogging Molly and Dropkick Murphys and there's so many other great ones out there too. So many people love that and they'll like your music too. And then there'll be people out there that hear your music and then they'll pick one or two songs like, hey, I like those a lot. The rest are okay, but I really like those ones. And so when you're doing your thing, that's just what the, the nature of things. I mean, there's plenty of mainstream punk bands, you know, which I would call pop punk. The only thing that's going to be mainstream nowadays is pop punk. Nothing else can be mainstream, in my opinion. It just doesn't really fit with mainstream, especially here in the United States. And it kind of goes back to record labels like you described. They really control so much of what goes out there to the masses. So anyway, the point is, is if you stick to what you're doing, like you said, and then you're happy with it, there's always going to be people that like it. And you'll be happy with your product that you put out as well. Yeah, especially in times of uh, streaming streaming music. I mean, it's everything about playlists. I mean, when I see um, the, the daughter of, of my sister, for example, she's uh, 19, and she, she likes bands. And she just started uh, buying vinyls because she's really into it, and I'm proud of her. Good. Um, <laughs> but before, before that, she told me, I don't know the name of the bands, I have playlists I listen to. I didn't make up myself playlists, but I, I, I just listen to, which are always on Spotify or something. And it's like, yeah, this is how you listen to music now. And maybe if you if you like to see it like that, we have a song for every playlist. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, it's mostly... At the end of the day, you do records to do concerts because the concerts are thing you you work for especially if you are i don't i don't want to earn money with it i mean would be nice but i work (laughs) i I have a job i love and we all do and so we want to have the opportunity to tour and i mean it's not the worst thing that we now have a label california to say next year we'll come over for the first time and doing a tour during the states and this is like okay wow now my friends are all jealous (laughs) 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 because they uh, they all know what i can do with my hobby that is awesome, and it's great when you can do something like that with your hobby. And I think the the way you did it, not that not going with a German label or a French label or you know Polish something like that that's like really close to you, and there's plenty of them. 
But by doing uh, some, you know, your release with a U.S. label, that really expands. Because as you already stated, your band's already toured throughout numerous areas of Europe without that help of that label. Yeah. And not that you wouldn't want to go back. I'm sure you, there was plenty of uh, countries, plenty of venues and festivals that you loved and would go back to in a heartbeat. But to get the opportunity to have somewhere, you know, California, San Diego, they'll be able to, I'm sure, help you set something up for as many places as you have time to fit in in whatever time frame you have and do something totally different and go see totally different band or uh, states. Totally different faces are going to be uh, attending your shows. Jake, you heard it. It's on you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, totally. I, I never would uh, leave the old, uh, the old venues behind just because we can do more. I mean, there's always place for more. I mean... We have 52 weekends in the year, and we have our holidays. So this is how many gigs we can play a year. Right. This is all I want to do. That It's awesome, and it's cool. And I look forward to you next year, 2022, hopefully, coming here. I'll be yeah. there, wherever it is. I'll be there. I definitely want to get out there and see it. All right. That'll be Take great. What else do we need to know about your band? What else do we need to know about the, the new album coming out here in a few weeks? I think the oldest song... On the on the on the record is Invader Zim. We wrote that song during the recordings of the last album. So this is crazy. I mean, the song is around six years old. Uh, we did a, a live recording of that 2016, and uh, but it was a must must have on the album. And the the newest song we wrote during the process of the new album. So you really can I don't know if if you can tell when you listen to the album, but it happened a lot with us the time and i really like my, my favorite part of the band is when you quit the recording of an album or you came home from a long tour because this is the point where you where you can watch yourself you what you did over the last years and um, can start something new i really like to start writing a new album because then it's everything is open for you and this is the point we have at the moment i mean yeah, we have this. Uh, we have this um, EP we want to do with the old songs, but we also um, started writing new songs. I'm looking forward. I get my second vaccine in in uh, in a week. Awesome. And then we can get back to rehearsals. And I'm really looking forward to learn songs, to write new songs, get ready for the tour. I look forward to that. I appreciate you taking time to be on the show. I'm looking forward to the album coming out. What format? So you, you did say digital. Uh, so June 4th, everybody can expect that digital. I'm sure it'll probably be out on Spotify, iTunes, and you know whatever other places digitally you want to release it. Are you looking for, you know, August, I think, is when, when your first show that you're going to be playing is. Is that correct? Yeah, right. August and then your October tour. Are you going to have some hard copy, whether it be CD, vinyl, tape, or something like that? Are you looking to have something like that put together for when you're actually uh, playing the shows? That way people, when they see you, they can pay you that money right then and get that hard copy. Definitely. Uh, we really, really, really plan uh, to do vinyls and CDs. And for that, we do a CD release party, old school word, in the SO36. This will be our first official, I guess, gig for the album when we, when we play. From, from that point on, we would start the tour, hopefully. Uh, and then we have a CD. And that for we uh, work together with the Cortex because they do the physical distribution with us. Because we thought it would be a bad idea to, um, to ship every CD from the States 
into Germany for our fan, our German fans to buy the CD. This is why we said, okay, for the physical thing, we couldn't do that. So yeah. we have a German distribution for that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, but um, to do hard copies of it doesn't didn't seem like a good idea at, the, at this point. But when we were when we were back on stage, definitely, and the plan is latest in October, vinyl and CD will come. Perfect. That'll be great. The, the good thing is, is you know, you're right. It doesn't make sense to pay all the shipping and waiting and all that to have it sent from the United States. But next year, if you're able to come over here to the United States, well, you have a label that will be able to help produce all of those things and shirts and whatever other merch that you would sell on tour and you wouldn't have to bring it with you pack it with you or ship it as well so uh, it's kind of best of both worlds yeah right uh, definitely i mean uh, this is what we talked about with the label uh, like okay let's uh, press uh, the cds and the vinyls when you come over for the shows it's it's a must-have but uh, before that let's go with the streaming and um, and next year i guess uh, it will be available for a better price in the U.S. Right. <laughs> shipping it from Germany to the U.S. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes more sense. And, you, you know, depending on what type of following you build, they could always create, you know, uh, does Mannequin Vanity have uh, a website that they sell stuff for, you know, bands that are on their labels where people can just go to buy, you know, especially here in the U.S., you know, you go buy and it can be shipped to you without, you know, very long waits and probably inexpensive shipping. Yeah, they sure will. I mean, as, as early as the uh, album will be here, I will send the package over. So um, I guess over the label, you will f always find uh, something. Well, perfect. Well, that's where people need to go look at you for you know some actual hard copies. Uh, in the meantime, before you get here, where can people follow you? Where, where's the best place for people to... Uh, you know, pay attention to your band, see what you're up to, and just keep informed with your band. What social medias or where? Where's the best place? Places? Yeah, definitely. I guess uh, the best thing at the moment would be follow us on, I don't know, uh, Amazon Music, uh, iTunes, Spotify, etc. So you don't miss the album. And for more information, uh, I would say, yeah, take uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You will find us everywhere and um, get the new stuff. We have a lot of music videos on YouTube as well, sure. Got a lot of mu music videos coming up. Surprise yourself and follow us. <laughs> That's There's the best thing to do. Follow, <laughs> and then they'll be informed when you have something new coming up, whether it be videos right. or future EP releases, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. what I said, we have uh, many, many projects and actions that we want to come up with to promote the album. So, uh, yeah, there will, be, there will come a lot over the next weeks. Perfect. Well, we'll definitely push that out. I look forward to playing your band again after this show. You know, the, the, one of the great things for me about the show is all the different bands that we get to come in contact with, all the great new music, because there's so many great bands all over this planet. And it, it's amazing. I, I'm really glad that you reached out and then we can have this conversation and, and play your band's music on the show. Yeah, right. Very thankful for it. What I said, I, um, I'm, I'm talking about the band all the time, so it's always nice to have something listening. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Michael, thank you again. And thank you for joining me in English, as opposed to, I would have had to use probably Google Translate, which is garbage anyway, to try to c converse back and forth with you in German, because I know very little German. I took French when I was in high school, and my French, yeah. I haven't used it in so many years that it's not very good anymore either. Je ne parle pas français. Yes, oui. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oui. Yeah. Sehr gern geschehen, mein Freund. Uh, thank you. German, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you again That's for joining. It. We're going to play more of your music now. 
and best of luck to you. You know, I'm definitely going to be following, and uh, I hope you get to do your uh, show in August, and then, man, that tour in October, I think that's got to happen. I've been seeing tours popping up all over in Europe, uh, festivals and all kinds of things, and the majority of them are starting around that October time, so I think that at least in Europe and U.S., everybody's pretty confident by October things will be at that point, and so best of luck for that. Thank you very much. Another one from Circus Rhapsody. I want to thank Michael again for joining 
us on the show for the interview to talk about his band Circus Rhapsody. And looking forward to hearing the rest of that album. I hope you enjoyed the track before the interview. That was Revolution again off of Just Kidding. That'll be out come June 4th. Look for the video on June 2nd. We just played a track from the band's album that came out back in 2015 that we were talking about. Uh, November 6th of 2015, they put out Telling Horror Stories. That track was called Haunted House. I heard a couple of the tracks of the album. I wanted to play some more music from the band, but the album's not quite out yet. So I looked at a couple tracks, one being Haunted House. We're going to play one more uh, right now for you. And the name, it's an acronym, T-H-S-M-W-T-E-I-W. I guess the trick is going to be for all of us to figure out what those letters may mean, because I don't know what to tell you, but I do like the track. Uh, I haven't listened to it close enough, and maybe we'll catch it on this one. So here's one more from the band Circus Rhapsody. I'm not going to repeat the, the letters. Oh, maybe I will. T-H-S-M-W-T-E-I-W. Got it? Good. I know that they were saying it over and over. I didn't catch all the words. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't even. I couldn't even begin to think. I don't know. The horribly I, that started off with horribly. that, and then I always missed what the next word was, like murder or something, and I just fucking lost it. But I like this track, and it also kind of gives a different sound, right? Because you hear the uh, the accordion playing and. Uh, 
as Michael talked about in the interview, uh, there were parts of a band, like a band that'll have a violin player, I think is his example. Sometimes they will force into every single song a violin because they have a violin player. But their band and some other bands, including bands like Flogging Molly, you know, you don't always include the bagpipes in every song. You don't always include the violin. You put it in when it makes the song better or yeah. when it fits, right? You don't just force it in. And that's kind of how their band is. And with so many tracks to choose from, there you go. It's it's a little bit different. And as I stated, uh, they're going to, you know, different influences, as you heard in the interview, uh, different influences coming from each of the band members. And so you can kind of tell maybe who writes the, uh, each particular track because they all do again i want to thank michael for joining and check out circus rhapsody their new one coming is just kidding june 4th june 2nd go see the video for revolution eric let's wrap up the show with some non-punk tracks yeah some non-punk tracks though i think i know what it's though i know what that thing stands for this horribly stupid misled wanker thinking everything is wrong (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I don't know what that goes but to it, but I think it's funny. Yes. So, yeah, enough uh, Enough talking about uh, Circus Rhapsody, though they are good. They got a lot of uh, fun. They got a lot of mixes of folk and gypsy music and also, and also songs that sound like, with melodies that sound like you can hear it at a bar mitzvah, and a lot of polka in there as well. Right. And bands like that, I think, put on a great live show. Like, folk punk bands do really well at punk rock bowling. You know what I mean? Like, you get uh, the folk punk or the Celtic punk and those styles. Yeah. Always put on a great show. And at big festivals, always draw a, a large crowd. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. But let's wrap up this show. This show, is there's, a, there's about to stick a fork in it. We're getting close. Let's play two more tracks. What's yours? Uh, mine is a, uh, let's see how I can t- say, it's kind of a blackened death metal, thrash metal band called Wraith, and they hail from Indiana. Yeah, didn't think the metal was coming out of there, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but all told, they have, a, they have a couple of albums under their belt, but the latest of which is Absolute Power. Which came out just a shade under two years ago, August 16th of 2019. And yeah, there is a lot of black underlying black metal stuff between the uh, vocals and, the, and a lot of the lyrics. Particularly on this song, Eyes of the Sacred Ram. But there is a lot of thrashiness in there. It's sort of in the same vein as when you hear a band like Toxic Holocaust. There is a lot of crossover thrash in there, but it's got that black metal appeal to it. So it really sets them apart from a lot of the other crossover that's going on today, or has gone on in the past. So, so yeah, that's really what I got to say about Wraith. I don't know too much about them. I don't know too much about uh, their other uh, their other <laughs> songs or other albums, but this one, Absolute Power, is great cover to cover. It's fucking... It's heavy. It's a banger. It's got some great, it's got some great downstroking rhythms on there, and just slams so hard. Beat you over the head with their metallic force coming off of the strings of those guitars and that sounds from the amps. Yeah, you know what you're getting into. This is Wraith, 
And this is the song, Eyes of the Sacred Rap. of the Sacred Ram from Wraith, one of the newest and greatest bands to come out of Indiana, but I don't know of many other bands to have come out of there, so I guess that automatically makes them the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's something from there, I just can't fucking remember, but Wraith, you guys fucking rule. Come out to Salt Lake sometime. I'd love to see you guys. I'd love to play a show with you guys. I think we would fit quite nicely together. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully they do. It'll be a fun show to check out. We're going to wrap up the show after one more track. 
I do have a track. It's more of a rock track, less metalish. The band is Serge Tankian, solo project band, Serge Tankian. And if you're not unfamiliar with him, I'm not sure why, uh, go listen to <laughs> System of a Down. Uh, he did some more solo stuff. Uh, Elasticity was the EP that he released back in March, on March 19th. Uh, I'm just going to play the title track. I think there's about enough said there. It's just some great hard rock. If you like uh, System of a Down, it is very much in that vein. I like it. I wanted to, to play it here. Just talk about, you know, I, I like Serge. I like what he does for some of his politics. Not all of his politics, but that's just how the nature of people are. We don't always agree on everything, but uh, better to focus on the things that we do agree on. And I like him. I like what he does. I like that he uses his platform. And let's get into the track. It's title track, Elasticity. Here we go, Serge Tankian.
That was Surge. That track was Elasticity off of Elasticity, the EP. What'd you think? Well, it is definitely Surge. You know, it's it's hard to hear him as somebody else. <laughs> it is. That's why I say it's System of a Down-esque because his voice is so unique that, I mean, unless he was singing to just piano work or something like that, it would be hard to not say, that's very System of a Down-esque because he sings about what he's going to sing about. And the themes are, you know, similar throughout. Yeah. And, you know, that might have had a little bit more electronic music added in mm-hmm. than, than you'd find with System of a Down, but still very System of a Down-esque. Oh, yeah. I mean, right down to the whole presentation of everything. Everything is a bit off in the in the most stylized of ways. Right. You know, it's not prototypical. It's not something you think of when you hear, uh, you know, a metallic, upbeat song. Right. And that... In that style, that's what made them. That's what made them famous. That's what made sense to them at the time, and that's what. And that's what Surge is known for. Right. Absolutely. Well, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks again to Michael of Circus Rhapsody for joining us. Go check out their new album when it comes out. Check out that single, Revolution. It's great stuff. They have some videos over on YouTube, as we stated in the interview too. Uh, some of the videos I've seen or make it really exciting for me on the prospect that they will come here and play shows. I will definitely be there if they uh, make it out here in 2022. Let's wrap it up. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube music, Amazon music, player FM and SLCpunkcast.com. You found us somewhere. You can find us a lot of places. Listen to us on your favorite thing, unless it is Pandora. They denied us. Sorry. Yeah. What can I say? But Pandora, <laughs> that's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Instagram, you can find the bands at Descendants, at Plizkin underscore punk rock, at Armada Hardcore, at Potato Pirates, at Drunken Rampage, at Suicidal Tendencies, at Circus Rhapsody, at Wraith Thrash, at Surge Tankian, and shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my band on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official or on Facebook at anonymous band SLC. You can find me also doing a podcast via Circle Pit Radio. You can hear me on Wrecked Podcast or you can hear me doing Assault City, which is a... Basically, me and Des Troy, who uh, choose an album, and we decide to review that album. There is an episode going to be coming out in, uh, not even exaggerating, about a month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot of editing to do with multiple shows. He's got a whole monopoly in this place, and that's what we appreciate about him. Just paying paying it all back to the music he loves. Anyway, we have a... We have that review show that's coming up, and I'm going to be a part of it. It's going to turn into something really cool. Awesome. Are you ju- So you're just picking stuff. You're not looking for bands to reach out to you. You're going to reach out to them if you, if you need something or feedback. Yeah, something like that. It's going right. to be a... So keep that in mind, because we are that kind of format where reach out to us. I try to get to as much of the stuff as I can get to yeah. on this show, Punk and I Worldwide. But on what you're doing, and it sounds like it's frequency, it is more of a, hey, we're just going to pick the stuff we like. So bands, yeah. listen to it for your enjoyment. Pretty much. <laughs> you know. But if uh, people are coming up, kind of like how I did when I was uh, working with Slug, yeah, people would come up and ask me, it's like, hey, would you mind reviewing our album? And I was like, yeah, of course I did. 
Of course I would love to. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you'll always make room for that. It, it, it's enjoyable. And that's how you get to come across so much other great music that you might not otherwise have uh, come across. One thing I love so much about doing the, these podcasts. So everybody enjoy that. We're about to wrap this up. But real quick, Eric told you where you can find him. You can also find the bands on Facebook at The Descendants, at Plizkin Punk Rock, at Armada Hardcore, at Potato Pirates, at Drunken Rampage has a page. It's not really the at, but whatever. <laughs> find it, Drunken Rampage, at Suicidal Tendencies, at Circus Rhapsody, at Wraith Thrash, at Search Tanky, and the show's at SLC Punkcast. That's it. That's all she wrote. Eric, any final thoughts? Yes, I do. At the top of the show, we were talking about bands that are, or shows that are happening. And we were also talking about tours coming back. Well, there is an announcement on that. Not exactly a tour per se, but let me find the... Uh, yeah, here we are. It's uh, not coming up for a while, but Friday of July 16th, the band, yeah, the Usurpers and All Systems Fail will be playing along with Barf. Usurpers and Barf, These this will be their first shows, back to back. But also... We have a band called The Runts. They're coming all the way from Los Angeles to play a show here in July. So awesome. this is the first time I am seeing a band advertised out of state playing in Salt Lake City. Awesome. So there we go. Things are looking on the up and up. Right. We'll get out there, support them, uh, support your local bands. I mean, right now is a great time to get out and check out some local bands. And those also help you... In the future, check out bands you might not know. For example, bands you like, go check them out, and then they'll be on a bill with somebody else that might be touring, and you're like, I don't know exactly who that is, but you go check out your bands that you do like, and then guess what? You're going to discover a bunch of great music because it works the other way around when you go check out the touring band, yeah. and you show up on time, and you get to check out some of those local openers. You find out some great ones there as well. Exactly. So support them. Get out there. We've all been without shows for several months, over a year. Get out. Let's get off. Uh, get away from those withdrawals. Until the next one. Play the fucking outro. Outro.